This is George Pittman. I'm a combat veteran, a former Green Beret, and U.S. Army intelligence officer. I'm a Christian, I'm an American, and I'm a patriot. This is Rick Pittman. I'm a former police officer, SWAT team sniper, and self-defense expert. I've trained law enforcement agencies across the state of Texas in the use of non-lethal force. I'm a Christian, I'm an American, and I'm a patriot. My brother George and I want to preserve this country in a way of life we all love. We are the Pitbull Patriots. This is Rick Pittman, and I'm with my brother George. And our topic today is why the deep state hates the United States of America. And for any of you who may doubt that there is a deep state, now more than ever, the evidence is insurmountable. It's everywhere. Everywhere you look, you're seeing people actually admit that there is such a thing as the deep state. It surprised me when James Comey, in one of his early interviews, when the, um, the Russia hoax was going, was asked in, a, in a question, an interview about the deep state. Now, I believe it was on MSNBC or one of those uh, democratic uh, net socialist networks, but I'm sure the host who was asking the question anticipated James Comey saying, well, there's no such thing as a deep state. That's crazy talk. That's conspiracy theory. But instead, when asked if there was a deep state, James Comey replied, quote, I wouldn't call it a deep state. It's more like a deep culture, which totally caught the host off guard. And he said, well, what do you mean a deep culture? And Comey went on to try in his pontificating way to explain how it's a culture of honesty and integrity and that Donald Trump had come into that. And that's what Donald Trump was fighting against, that institution of higher, uh, uh, like James Comey's book that he wrote, uh, A Higher Calling, A Greater Honor, whatever the title of it was. Uh, I think it was A Higher Loyalty, but yeah. Yeah, A Higher Loyalty, exactly. That's what he tried to say. So he admitted as much on national television that there is such a thing as a deep state. He just called it a deep culture. Eisenhower, when he was leaving office, made a speech that was hailed as uh, uh, one of the most poignant speeches made by a president leaving. And he talked about something called the military-industrial complex. And what that is, is at the beginning of World War II, the United States had been in the Great Depression. And we were fighting to come out of the Great Depression, but basically we were still in a depression. When the war began, the war machines cranked up. And one thing about a war, it's profitable for the people selling things because a lot of goods get used in a war on both sides. And if you're fortunate enough to make the things that you sell to both sides and you stay neutral in the war, you literally make a fortune. That's what the military-industrial complex is eisenhower pointed it out it's now we call it the deep state but eisenhower said that it's it was the most dangerous thing one of the most dangerous enemies facing america was going to be as it grew because it began in world war ii it began and it carried on you see many jobs and careers were started 
during World War II in, in manufacturing weapons, uh, ships, planes, bullets, canteens, whatever you can think of, came about as uh, a manufactured product in World War II. Well, when the war ended, what are you going to do with all of this manufacturing capacity that you had ramped up to use during the war? Well, they said, let's, hey, how about, let's get another war going. How are we going to do that? So they had lobbyists that literally went to Washington and began to lobby the congressmen, the senators, to have basically ongoing conflicts, um, foreign conflicts. We ended up in Korea, and that was the extension. After Korea, we ended up in Vietnam. And you can fill out the rest of the roster as we go forward. All the time, in fact, I think I heard yesterday that Trump is the first president in history that has not sent troops uh, into a foreign field for battle george you may be able to to uh, comment on that further yeah there's uh i mean he's literally been pulling our troops out of conflict as opposed to starting new ones uh so if you look at the time frame and over over history you know it's like i can't find anybody that hadn't started a war in (laughs) in four years or or at least um sent troops to respond to some kind of conflict not you know so Let's expand the, the the definition. You know, Trump doesn't want to start a war, and, and he doesn't want to have to fight in one, and he doesn't want to have to witness uh, any more flags being draped over coffins when they come home. That's exactly right. And for that, for his stance on that, the Washington establishment, the deep state, hates him. Because what he's doing is ruining their careers. They've made a career out of selling things to the military. The military needs a lot more stuff when they're engaged in a conflict, in a war. If they're not, they don't use as much stuff and people don't make as much money. Isn't it strange that as generals leave office, they are usually go to work for defense contractors who sell things to the military does that seem strange to you george does that seem like any kind it it, i would have to be honest with you it doesn't sound strange to me because i've witnessed it for so many years uh when you when you look at how the military is set up and how the like when they're the process of a bid let's just say uh, something not well, something large, but not like massively huge. Uh, you could say aircraft or, or just a new assault rifle that the Army or the, you know all the services want to adopt to replace the old M16 or M4. Uh, if take, take something like that and how uh, these different companies bid for that. And then you watch uh, a, a, a series or a group of officers, tends to be officers, who are in the decision-making capacity, yeah. uh, who have influence over what gets accept, accepted, and then watch about 10, 15, 20 years later when they come to retire and watch who hires them. That's, yeah, there uh, you go. That's my point. <laughs> there you go, George. <laughs> that, that speaks to there's something inherently wrong because, listen, there is a motivation to continue the conflicts with, with what the – uh, the model that you just explained provides motivation 
for conflict to stay in ongoing wars it's 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 more than conflict it's division and sacrifice and and i mean sacrifices to moloch just like we see how the abortions are yes and just to give you a a, a, like i try to give you a quick summary uh the way i have studied into this and learned more about it uh, there's some pretty good youtube videos about the three castles of the deep state uh one of which we just described you just described very well which is the pentagon uh that's the military industrial complex but that's under the castle of the district of columbia Okay, so that's one castle. Then you've got the Vatican in Rome. And then you've got the royal family. Well, what is the Vatican in Rome responsible for? That's the money. And then you've got the, the, the royal family in the UK. Then you've got, that's where the, the European Union, the globalism, that's the command and control. So when you, when you combine the command and control with the money, and then you combine it to the military and industrial complex, those are the three parts of the castle, or the three castles of the deep state of their control. Wow. That says it all. That that really explains what we're witnessing and why. Because it was, it was perplexing why they would be so against Donald Trump. What did the guy ever do to them? Okay, so he was a, a, a reality show host. All right, is that a, is that a mortal sin? I'd never understood why they hated and were so aligned against him. When I saw the Republicans line up against him, I knew there was something more to this. Something was going on that he was upsetting an apple cart that they didn't want upset. And, and when it was more than just upsetting, if if you look at just look at, at it from a historical standpoint, uh, you don't have to agree with our interpretations of why and how and what but just look at the details name a president in your lifetime where a hundred over a hundred republicans have come out uh to vote for the other candidate against in a presidential election i, I can't i don't know if you can but i can't no no it's 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 unprecedented here's what i liken it to if you've ever worked in companies, big corporations, and I know you have, George, when you were, got out of the military, you were you were part of that. I was also. I was fortunate enough to be uh, the president of a, a fairly large company. I uh, worked my way up through the ranks and became president. And here's what it's like. It's like a company that is completely corrupt, embezzlements, wasting time wasting resources having a great time all the employees are on the dole and just loving it and a new president comes in of the company new boss and he takes a look and he says no 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 wait a minute we're we're cutting this out we're not doing this anymore and everyone in the company begins to scream because he's cutting the gravy train off that's what Donald Trump did when he said drain the swamp. We just didn't know how deep the swamp was. We didn't realize that our guys, our Republicans that we had supported and sent money to and put bumper stickers on our cars and signs in our front yard for, were part of the swamp that needed draining. But it gets exposed when you start cutting the money off. Because when you're cutting the money off, the Republicans who have relationships with the lobbyists 
who are getting that money and the money's cut off the lobbyists call the republicans and say you better do something you better stop this guy and the republicans fall in lockstep and you see what's happened the mitt romneys of the world i've never been so disgusted in my life right for people that don't understand if somebody like you or i wanted to run for uh house of representatives or senate not not to mention president it would it, it takes an enormous amount of money and a ground game like you see president trump and everybody else trying to use and in, in order just to get uh, elected or to get the nomination so you have to have all this financial backing but which which in the process what a lot of people end up doing is for all intents and purposes selling their soul to yep. special interest groups right. and these lobbyists so that's why they're at the behest of what these lobbyists want because they know if they don't get their way they don't get their funding to get reelected. and it's exa- you're exactly right that is their main job when they go to washington they're taken aside the freshman congressman they're told congratulations congressman here's what you're going to do you're going to be here uh, for the votes and all of that but five days a week you're going to walk across the street to this little office and you're going to get on the phone for two hours and you're going to call and you're going to get donors to donate money you you it's not not optional that's what you're going to do you're going to have to do that so to get reelected it's a mil a million dollars just to start to get to get it's unbelievable the amount of money they have to constantly keep bringing in just to stay in the game to stay in the electable yeah. game yeah if, if you're not a telemarketer <laughs> right you have to learn how to be one right. in order to get reelected or get elected so what you're saying is absolutely true unless you're somebody like donald trump right. who has his own money that's the key that's why he was able to do this that's the only reason well a couple of reasons donald trump's independently wealthy he didn't need their money he couldn't be bought he didn't need more money. He just played the game because he likes to, to do deals, and that's what he does. He's a businessman. That's who he is. Donald Trump's a fighter. That's the other thing. We had to have someone independently wealthy who couldn't be bought. We had to have a fighter because you're going up every day against this monster called the swamp with swamp creatures in it, the deep swamp, the deep state, and they're all out with the long knives all of them you can't trust who's in your cabinet you don't know who's in your cabinet when you go to washington everyone's patting you on the back saying hey we're going to get in there with you we're on your team man we are going to make this thing happen and all the time they're running out in the hall calling the news media and leaking getting these things to try to cut the legs out from under you because they're being told that you better get this guy out of here you hear what he's going to do he's going to stop this and stop that and and that's that's the, he's the only guy that could have done it, George. He is, and, and when you think about what he's had to fight against since before he even got the nomination for the Republican side, and then what he's had to had to continue to fight against once he was inaugurated, it never stopped. It only intensified. And I mean, they they were activating assets like Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> You're going to make me throw something through my computer screen. Don't even say that name on on the air. He's a black mark on the the United States military. Oh, he, he, I mean, when I see him 
two words come to mind, and that is blanket party. <laughs> uh, if, if you don't know what a blanket yeah, party in the military is. Tell us what a blanket party in the military That's not a sleepover. That's not a slumber party. <laughs> no, is it? no, that's not a slumber can, party. Can you say the movie Full Metal Jacket? Might That, yeah, that might that have been be, a... That would be the quickest way to explain it is the Full Metal Jacket when uh, they they beat the snot out of the guy with soap wrapped in, yeah. in towels. Uh but but it, it's uh, it's an attitude adjustment. Yeah. We also called it wall to wall counseling. Uh, you know, <laughs> bounce off the wall, wall to wall. Oh my gosh, George, he's the poster child for what what is the deep state. He and that Adam Schiff, those <laughs> those two. But it was all now. It's come out that Vindman was really the whistleblower thing on the Ukraine hoax the whole time. And right. you knew he was because when they were examining him when he was uh, sitting there before Congress or before the committee and they started asking questions and Schiff cut them off, he said he shared the information with two individuals. He named the first one, but he couldn't name the second one, which told you the second individual was the, quote, whistleblower who came forward. And he right. came from Vindman. Vinman's the one that heard the conversation and the only one who heard the conversation who had any problem with it. This is a setup. This was a setup all along. They, they underestimated a couple of things. They wanted to drive Trump's poll numbers down. That was all this was about since day one. They don't care about impeachment. They care about driving down his poll numbers. So if they can get them low enough, they think that he'll lose the support of his base. If that happens, they're good to go. That was the plan all along. It reversed. It came back to bite him in the butt because his poll numbers went the other way. They started going yeah. up. They he also didn't anticipate that we would find that the IG Atkinson had changed the whistleblower form and backdated it. They did not anticipate that we would we would catch that. Mm-hmm. They backdated it to so it would look like yes. it had happened before the whistleblower came forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these things, they, they have been caught in a cover-up. Yes. And that's the whole reason why Donald Trump is able to do what he's doing with the help of the White Hats is because – it was the time, and we caught them in a cover-up. And they've been trying – all they can try to do is cover up more stuff by deleting, hiding, classifications, uh, destroying, all, all these different things. But you cannot uh, – I mean, you can't dispute that these things are, are, are happening because we have the evidence to show the truth. And, and, George, there's too much of a paper trail. That's the thing. When you start dealing at that level of government, there is a paper trail. People, bureaucrats get paid to create that paper. And there's always a trail. You can Now, things will mysteriously disappear, as in the FBI uh, 302 documents. They'll mysteriously disappear for certain individuals, but then they reappeared. That, that was the most perplexing thing i ever heard when the fbi somehow lost the messages the text messages on the cell phones of lisa page and peter struck they they couldn't retrieve them it was a glitch with uh with verizon remember that it was a glitch what, what actually happened was that Mueller deleted the information from their phones he tried to do a hillary he tried to cover up and destroy those records, but what he didn't know was that the the IG and the NSA could access that. The NSA. They, they, 
he had their phones wiped. Yeah, I know. So I know. But the the excuse the FBI came out with at right. one point was that it was a glitch with their new Verizon or T-Mobile, one whoever their carrier was, and they had lost and couldn't retrieve those text messages. Now wait a minute, time out, pause. The FBI can't retrieve a text message? Are you kidding me? They're the FBI. They can retrieve a text message that you wrote eight years ago <laughs> on a certain date at one o'clock in the afternoon. They can retrieve anything. Are you right. kidding me? And they're telling us we can't retrieve our own text. Oh, they're gone. They're wiped. Oh, no. Are you? I knew then this was a massive, massive cover up. And they've tried, like you said, to cover it all along. The problem is. There are too many ancillary trails that can be picked up on. Right. And there's also uh, the information is also backed up. So they might think they have destroyed the originals. Backup. But there's layers. That's government uh, for you. That layers of backup. That's how you do it. We we call it redundancy. Yes, indeed. It's redundancy of effort so that uh, it, it doesn't actually disappear. Well, guess what? Neither does the stuff that was on Hillary's server. Mm hmm. Or the Wiener laptop, mm-hmm. or, or oh, and the the server that I forgot the name of uh, in the, the previous podcast is called, ironically, the Hammer. Uh, the Hammer. I've heard of it. The Hammer. But that was that's, Obama's, that's, wasn't it? That was Obama's, and now we have control of the Hammer, and, and you can call it Molnir or whatever you want, <laughs> Thor's Hammer, now, or whatever, God's Hammer, whatever. But uh, we own the hammer now, and oh, no. we're going to beat the snot out of the deep state <laughs> with the hammer. <laughs> oh, my, 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 George. It, it's it's going to be fireworks. But I'm telling you, the deep state, the swamp creatures, they're not going down without a fight. And we're we're in that fight now. We don't know how far they'll take it. I, I felt at some point early on with this, and I, I told some friends, Early in Donald Trump's uh, pregnancy, presidency, (laughs) yeah, he's pregnant trying to trying to birth a a new nation of this with this thing. Yeah, so I told him early on that the deep state was going to do everything, anything and everything to take him down. The last resort they would do is they would crash the economy. They would purposely shut us down somehow because they have to get him out of there because. He is the roadblock to globalism. He is the roadblock to the new world order taking over. And that's what all of this is all about. That's the plan that's been in place. It's not a conspiracy theory. That's a term that was come up with by the CIA to discredit a true statement that's generally said. Call it a conspiracy theory. And that's supposed to completely divert uh, everyone's belief in it. This is an effort to destroy the United States as we know it so that it will fall in line with globalism, with the new new world order, as George H.W. Bush told us was coming about. And that's the deep state. That's the first reason that the deep state hates the USA is because of that military-industrial complex. Here's the second reason. We have a little thing that we say called the Pledge of Allegiance, and it has a line in it that you notice the Democratic communists want to remove. And that line is, one nation under God, indivisible. They take, they leave out the under God. One nation, indivisible. No, the under God is the crux of it. 
There are only two nations in the history of the world that were founded on God, godly principles. One of them was Israel. The other was the United States of America. If you will look back in history at those two countries and the miraculous things that happened to them, for them, on behalf of them, you will understand there's some sort of a divine protection that the United States and Israel has have both experienced. Talk about militaries. There is, of course, the United States military is the, is the, was the most powerful military in the world until Obama tried to dismantle it. And uh, thank God Trump's built it back up. Think about the little old Israeli military. George, you're a military expert on levels. The, the Israeli military is far and above, from what I know as a layperson, their capabilities are some of the most advanced in the world. Can you speak to that? Uh, to, to some extent. Uh, when... As I was learning, and we would get an opportunity to learn about different militaries, and this was back when I was in military intelligence, we would see different reports from different sources, and those, some of those sources would state the country that they came from. And as long as I can recall, the best, the most proficient military in the world ever in terms of the quality of human intelligence short for that is called human mm-hmm. it just means human intelligence it means the amount and the quality of information they can obtain from human sources that they develop like and, and, and i mean anywhere iran anywhere they've got they've got human because they had to be able to to master that to survive to survive they, they are they are the tops bar none even better than us we, we rely, as a country, we rely heavily on technology. Israel knows that if the technology all goes down and somebody pulls the plug on it, they've always got their human intelligence. So I, I don't – that that's that's a, like just a quick summary or an example I can give you. But in terms of uh, the actual conventional capacity, they've got a lot of the same things uh, that we do. Now, of course, we're not going to give them the – 100% the best of what we've got in terms of the the fighters and everything else. But I remember being in Desert Storm, and in order to keep Israel from take, completely taking out Saddam Hussein, we had to uh, not give them the transponder codes. <laughs> they would have taken him taken him out. Huh? Yeah, yeah they, they had the ability. They could have ended the war. Uh, and about 24 hours yeah. against Saddam Hussein. So they, they took away their trans- transponder keys so that they were at risk of being shot down by the United States because we would not have recognized them as friendly aircraft. Right. But they've, they've got the capabilities. They've got the means. And uh, in terms of computers and things like that, yeah. uh, I could go off on tangents, but there was, a, there was a point in time under the Obama administration where Israeli launched uh, a virus – and it nearly caused uh, a nuclear explosion at one of their uh, nuclear uh, enrichment facilities. The something to do with the the way the if things work. Anyway, the computers made them uh, 
it was causing problems for them to where if it had kept on and they hadn't stopped it, it would have exploded and it would have looked like an inside job. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when you do that, it leaves a trace. Mm-hmm. And that came back to uh, us and the Israelis. And I think that has a lot to do with why Hussein dumped pallets of cash mm-hmm. on the, the tarmac in Iran, if that makes any sense. Uh, it makes total sense. That was all part of that. Uh, because they traced it back to yeah. to us, basically. Yeah. Because there was a, a wow. Well, the the military of Israel and the United States stand alone, head and shoulders above any militaries in the rest of the world. That is my belief because of the foundation of being founded on the principles of God, not not some. Uh, theoretical i believe uh christianity's good or jesus is good or any of that no building your society on foundational principles godly principles and that's what america was founded on that's why we had prayer in schools that's why we had the pledge of allegiance that's why we had all of those things that's why you could leave your door unlocked in the 1950s that's why it was a rarity for any kind of crime and, and thing to take place and you could you could live that way it was because of the foundational god at the center of who we are the deep state hates that they hate the god con uh, concept because in their world they are god the deep state is their god they don't want any kind of a higher power because what happens is when they want to control the people, religion and belief in any religion, it doesn't necessarily mean Christianity, but any religion impairs that. You know, they're just as anti-Muslim as anything else. Because any kind of a belief that supersedes the deep state being your God is going to possibly keep you from obeying it's all about uh, absolutely obeying. absolutely they everything that they do and i was reading an article just yesterday about uh i think it was the story of mulan the disney movie yeah where they took a live performance and the chinese communist party modified it so instead of it being a story about self-determination it turned it into uh everything is for the benefit of the state right that, that's the state is the, the the coin term that they use, uh, which is just a euphemism for the devil it, it, under socialism and communism. Yeah. The, the Soviet Union did the same thing. It's for the benefit of the state. Uh, but that's 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 control. That's negativity. That's the devil. It's exactly right. And, and that is the second reason that they hate the United States and they want to fundamentally change it as barack hussein obama said i want to fundamentally change this country they have not come off of that they're still trying to do that and the the third reason that they hate america is because as i I mentioned earlier donald j trump represents the one thing standing between complete world domination and the United States remaining sovereign and free. Because the United States blocks that new world order, that globalism, as long as Donald Trump's in charge of it. Now, if 
Hillary Clinton, the Hilda Beast, would have come in, or if Joe Biden gets in, we are done for. Because that's the first thing that will happen. We will move rapidly toward complete globalism. And people don't understand what globalism means, George. It's just a term they've heard thrown around for years. Globalism is communism. That, that's what it has to be by definition to function. It cannot function any other. You can't have capitalism with globalism because all of the countries have to fall into lockstep under one system, one control system. That's what globalists want. Yeah, it's, it's literally socialism on a global scale. Right. That's a good way to put it. Well, I'll tell you what, we've come to the end of our time as we do so quickly here. There's a lot more you can find on pitbullpatriots.com. Information there, go and subscribe to our podcast. You can find it on iTunes or any of your podcast providers. And uh, be on the lookout for new episodes coming out frequently. This is Rick Pittman. This is George Pittman. We're the Pitbull Patriots. Thanks for listening. God bless you and God bless everybody out there.